For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bro Wrestling Show. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bro Wrestling Show. Logan's back. Yep. And I guess a lot has happened. We haven't really had a chance to talk about um, like the Women's Evolution pay-per-view that's coming up. Yeah. Um, that was announced while he was gone. Um, and... The G1's been happening, although I haven't been able to follow that as closely as I would have liked. Mm-hmm. And other things that are completely missable on Raw, like all the superstars <sighs> mentioning the women or the Evolution pay-per-view, like mm-hmm. very unnaturally. Yeah. I, I even saw a meme of, uh, like, I think it was Brock Lesnar. Like, talking about how he was excited that his daughter would be able to, like, become a WWE superstar or something like that. It was, like, where he... He was, like, choking somebody backstage or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. So, Raw, um, I guess, is where we'll get started today. Yeah. Uh, And we're just going to skip all of last week's events because I don't remember what they are and I didn't write them down. Because we went in a little bit different of a of a direction last week. Um, so Raw, we have it starting off like it usually does with Roman Reigns. Yep. But this time Paul Heyman comes out and tells us that Brock isn't coming. Um, this was interesting because Roman Reigns actually seemed relatively over. Yeah, the uh, the crowd seemed to clock away cooperate (laughs) (laughs) i guess i was so caught off guard by the crowd being into roman um yeah i mean the show kind of began and ended with some support for roman which maybe they should have just done the title switch tonight or on monday night yeah maybe they just missed their chance um and then Heyman seemed to have not gotten the last word in, which is his usual thing, even though um, Roman really didn't say anything that clever. He just used the bitch word again, and mm-hmm. that, that that really seems to be his entire arsenal, is I'm the guy, I'm the big dog, this is my yard and bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all he ever says. But um, Well, okay, so to defend Roman here, sometimes he says punk-ass bitch. Well, you know. I think that bitch, the bitch word is really, because he's the only person who's allowed <laughs> to say it. Yeah. Because he's so clearly the next Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, Roman got over. He didn't do anything differently than he usually does, so I don't really know what the deal with that is. 
However, Brooklyn is going to be a very different situation. Yeah. And I don't anticipate that going well for him, but, you know, wish him the best. Mm -hmm. Um, Up next, we had Finn Balor versus Constable Corbin in a feud that I just don't really care about still. No. I don't even remember what started, like, Balor, like, made fun of Corbin wearing a vest and they got mad at each other and they've been feuding for this long because of that. Yeah. I guess so. Um, and I, I don't, I, I assume it doesn't just end randomly, but like, I don't know. Is there any reason after this match that it should keep going other than they each have a win over each other? I guess yep, they gotta have the rubber match. Yeah. Um, Corbin got the win in a decent match, but I again, mm-hmm. I just really don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I it, think that the the problem is both guys are just so like the constable stuff with Corbin is like was like a little nudge for him, but uh, yeah, like I've mentioned on on previous pods before, um, it, he hasn't really been able to have like. Uh, bad enough rain that you are wanting a baby face to step in and like put him in his place. Right. Like, I kind of wish they had let him be a bully for like a month or, or two or whatever. Um, Cause then you'd kind of be excited about, you know, Finn stepping up to him, but because it was essentially like he was given the role and then the next week Finn Balor's making fun of his vest. It's like, I don't know, like typical WWE, like not letting anything breathe or simmer or you know they're being sudden with stuff and i don't know like it and i think here it's, it's working to the detriment of both guys because finn is just uh, yeah <laughs> he's in uh he's he's treading water pretty much these days he has been since probably since he came back from injury uh, after last year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, he, he came in so hot, and then they just didn't have anything for him because, mm-hmm. you know, Brock Lesnar's been the champion, like, ever since, pretty much. And, mm-hmm. Eh. It's just whatever. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had uh, Natalia versus Alicia Fox. And Alicia Fox, this is her second week back, I believe, from injury. Mm-hmm. And this completely got overshadowed by Rousey and Alexa Bliss, <laughs> even mm-hmm. though they weren't in the match. Yeah. But Rousey returning from suspension is the big thing, and I, I guess that's fine, but like, you're not making any more like credible female superstars like doing this, but I guess they only really have time for two feuds anyway, so... Mm-hmm. Um... Sasha and Bailey got to get theirs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Rousey's doing fine, I guess. I just... Eh, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Throwaway match. Um, And I guess Elias and quote-unquote Bob is happening. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> 
they aren't I it's not a good combination. I think for for Lashley it seems like a big step down from where he had been. And then for Elias it's just another Dumb top one. guy he's not going to beat. Right. Like I I am at the point now where I, I want Elias to start coming out on top of feuds and ever since he kind of hit his level of overness, it's been you know, he's been interacting with like Braun Strowman, with Finn Balor, with John Cena, with Seth Rollins, and he's lost every single one of those feuds, you know. Mm. Um I think it's 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 nice that he's got the character and he's got the catchphrase and like I I would say that he is he is over, but the next thing it has to follow is uh winning matches. Yeah, even Rusev got to win a few. Yeah. Yeah, I just um I don't know. I don't know how the interactions are going to be, but it's... Bobby Lashley can just really bring down a feud. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of feuds, uh, we've got Braun Strowman and Jinder Mahal, which is kind of a mini feud, just to kind of fan another feud, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's great to see Mahal get tossed around, but um, really, like KO's involvement. This is actually pretty decent. This is this might be one of the only feuds I actually care about on Raw is like the KO and Strowman situation, which has been entertaining pretty much every time they've been on TV together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jinder Mahal being an afterthought is fine with me because that's all he really should be anyway. Yeah, that doesn't offend me at all. Um, then we got Apollo Crews versus Akam. Yeah. And Crews got an upset win, and mm-hmm. I'm just upset because mm-hmm. it was lousy. Yeah. But that's cool, though. You know, they know what they're doing there. I guess. <laughs> yeah, the tag team situation on Raw is kind of weird. And it's by weird, I mean... Bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, it's at least the one on SmackDown seems to be picking up. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get there. Um yeah, um at some point I don't remember where um Kurt Angle has Roman Reigns removed from the building because he's such a such a stone cold-esque badass. Mhm. And much like Stone Cold often would, uh, leaves with with minor incident. Right. Um, then we had Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. And this mm-hmm. is the only other feud I care about on the show. That is correct. And these three together is, like, fantastic. And I really think it's going to turn into, like, what, what you thought of like the new day versus the usos for this year yeah <laughs> um i mean there's some other like potentials in there but really this is probably mm-hmm. the most talented group of guys like working together that i've seen mm-hmm. in a while mm-hmm. i wonder how much mileage they see in dolphin drew because i wonder if somehow drew gets worked into the match and then, you know, there's the moment where Drew actually goes for a victory at some point in the match instead of just helping Ziggler win. And then that's what 
kind of ignites those two. And maybe we get a spinoff feud. Yeah, that or it'll be something where, like, uh, Ambrose comes back. Yeah, or he screws something up. Yeah. Drew screws something up? Yeah. Like on accident? Yeah. Hmm. The, The typical, like, formula for WWE. You know, the big guy who's supposed to be helping causes a problem. Mm-hmm. The main guy gets angry about it. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, then we've got another one. I, I This was okay, just because the Revival finally like got some traction. So we've got the Deleter of Worlds versus the Revival. Mm-hmm. And hot rumor is, and it might be official now, uh, the Deleters of Worlds, the Revival, and uh, the B-Team at SummerSlam. Ugh. I don't like these, like, three-corner matches. Why can't you just add a fourth? Right. Uh, well, one thing I I don't like, and it's not exclusive to this situation, but it this situation would certainly be the biggest offender of it is... You know, when they, when they went to the, the dual branded pay-per-views again, we talked about how that was going to happen and how they have a chance now to save some stuff for TV and have some more, you know, blow-offs and bigger moments on TV and not necessarily feel like they have to put every single championship on every single card, you know, kind of like New Japan does with Sometimes the U.S. title will main event a pay-per-view. Sometimes it's Intercontinental. Sometimes it's IWGP. But um, they still find a way to get everybody on the card. But they have different belts spotlighted. And when different belts get to main event shows, it sort of brings up their value. Anyway, it, it seems like they're not doing that at all. They're still trying to just get everybody on the card, which is making for some some bloated and like uninspired cards and and that shouldn't be what SummerSlam is. SummerSlam is like your, it's your second biggest like card of the year. And uh, it just, it shouldn't have like cluster matches. No, I agree completely. Um, They need to do, and I I think they should just go ahead and do this. And that's Mm -hmm. what they've, what the hot rumor on like, the women's tag will be is just cut it down to one set of tag titles between mm-hmm. the two shows and just mm-hmm. man just just stop like would anybody be sad if the if this feud carried out from this point on carried out completely on tv no i think it's i don't know i don't know i don't i don't think i just don't think it's a pay-per-view match it's going to end up being on the freaking uh it's gonna end up being on the pre-show anyway so it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter because clearly like nobody cares about even like good tag matches Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean tv would be perfectly fine and i think like the tag belts and the u.s title might be like the perfect places for those Mm -hmm. but again not up to me so that's fine this is fine everything's fine everything's Um, fine Speaking of the potential of a women's tag division, um, mm-hmm. we've got Sasha and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. Yep. Um, the Boss Huggers get uh, get the win. Appear to be on the same page again. 
I'm wondering if they might not put them as like the tag team champions before they have a final like blowout against each other. Yeah. And I'm guessing that they're saving it for WrestleMania or thinking about it now, and then they'll just decide otherwise down the line because one of them will work, both of them will get hurt. I will go out on the line and make a bold prediction here. Uh, this match is, is not going to be on the WrestleMania card. No. <laughs> Unless it's the like Raw title program. Right. Some of the some of the stuff that so far out seems like oh yeah like it uh, that looks like it would be on the card. Uh, you have to just remember how WrestleMania is like the the most bloated of all of the cards, and I just amongst all the other stuff like if you just have title matches alone, you're looking at uh, let me do some quick math. What is that, like eight matches? Ten matches? How many belts are on each show? Oh, too many. I don't... Tag it's four. You. Yeah. So it's with just title matches, it's it's eight matches. Um, and then if if that... Uh, I, I guess you assume that there's a cruiserweight match, too. And if they add the women's tag, that's that's ten. There's... There would, in in theory, there could be as many as ten belts that they would find a place for, and that's before you even get to the like grudge matches. Yeah, yeah. This happens year after year, where there there, there seems like there's like a a, a can't miss like, uh, and this isn't it. This is WWE's fault, but it's not their fault for for not putting the spotlight on it. But it seems like there's a a feud every single year that's like, oh yeah, like this is going to be on the WrestleMania card and it winds up just being like part of a cluster. Um, I don't know. That's where I would, I would, I definitely see this one not being resolved until then. <laughs> just because it's, it's gone on since like Rumble last year. I guess yeah. you could argue the, the seeds were planted. If not Rumble, then definitely Elimination Chamber. Yeah. And, it's- the longest running feud in the company right now. Yeah. It's like the next McMahon Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. Everybody's Stone Cold on this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then to close out the show, we have Brock finally coming out, and mm-hmm. this is our main event. And this mm-hmm. is why Raw is the shit show. Mm-hmm. Um. It was actually it actually ended up being like a decent segment. It might have been the best segment on Raw. It I think other than Rollins and McIntyre. Yeah, I mean I think you could make the the case that that was a a match and so the best instance of people not wrestling might have been this. The best thing on the show was was McIntyre Rollins for sure. Right. Um, it was, I mean, it was a fine segment because there was no Roman Reigns doing mm-hmm. Roman Reigns things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd seemed invested and there was an F5, which, yeah. whether you're a fan of Brock Lesnar or not, the F5s are a fun thing to see. Mm-hmm. Cause you know that somebody could potentially have their neck broken. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the whole, like, separation, I don't think, unless, like, this is the end of Brock Lesnar in the WWE, I don't think taking him away from Heyman is a good idea, but, you know, 
Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, did you have any closing thoughts, anything you wanted to add about Rob before we moved on to SmackDown? Um, well, I mean, speaking of Heyman, I, I do kind of wonder what happens with him once Brock, you know, goes. Uh, whether, you know, for just a, a period of time or, you know, if, if this winds up being one of those things where he just uh, never came back. Um, I, he said multiple times that I don't, that like, well, that, like Brock Lesnar was like the reason he was there. And if like Brock mm-hmm. wasn't there, he had no, he, he didn't feel like there was anything for him. He said that mm-hmm. at, at the time being anyway, he, he said like he wouldn't close the door to like down the road doing something else. But right. he said without Brock Lesnar, like he was like, yeah, we kind of come together. I've got other things I'm doing, so it's fine. He says that, but yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the price was right. He's he's always kind of been a guy who won't turn down a nice paycheck. Right. Um. But yeah, I can't see anything else really with him because that's kind of like I don't know how most people modern day would remember him. Mm-hmm. But I can see something with. Uh, uh, with Roman, Strowman, or Ronda, anything else would be, I mean, I guess those would be random from like a why standpoint, but, uh, anything other than that, I think would be just another like Curtis Axel or Heidenreich situation where <laughs> pretending to be a Paul Heyman guy actually gets a guy over. Right. Or Cesaro. Remember that? Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, ready for SmackDown? Yeah. All right, so we open with uh, Renee and Becky Lynch. And then Becky Lynch is like genuinely over with the crowd, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. more so than any other female like on the entire roster, really, except for maybe Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for her, Charlotte makes her return this week. Yep. And, you know, I, I feel like Lynch was making great strides on her own, and I really feel like Charlotte kind of degrades the whole situation by being added into the feud in any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, like, why they decided, like, one match gets Charlotte back into the title picture when Becky Lynch has been winning, like, week after week either. Mm-hmm. So, there's... I've got quite a few problems with that situation, mm-hmm. but that's fine, I guess. Um, I don't know if they're leading to maybe like a Lynch heel turn or like a Charlotte Becky feud. I mean, I think there was definitely some of that kind of hinted at towards the end um, when Charlotte got the win and got added. Uh, Lynch kind of had a look of like. Oh, I'm happy for my friend, but also kind of like the hell with her. What the H? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's fine, I guess, but I, I really think it like takes away like making it a you know the triple threat match. As long as Becky doesn't just like lose or Charlotte beats Carmella and. 
nothing changes with Becky's character. Right. Like she either has to she either has to like win or um have some sort of major character revelation. Otherwise this will have just been a waste of time. Agreed. Um after that we had the Usos versus the Bar in the tag tournament to decide mm-hmm. who's going to be facing the Bludgeon Brothers at mm-hmm. uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. And it was good to see the Bar back, like, competing and all that stuff. It was. I had kind of forgot about them because the tag division, while you know being held hostage by the Bludgeon Brothers, still has never really felt weak on SmackDown. You know, when you have the... Even if they haven't won a match this calendar year, you know, the having the Usos around, having the New Day around, having Sanity around, um, it's, there's always like quality teams. So you kind of forget about a team like up the bar somehow, mm-hmm. but it's definitely good to have them back. And I, I kind of hope they come out of this thing and they, they take the belts off of them. Yeah. I, um, that's kind of what I'm hoping too. Yeah, uh, it's it's a nice like fresh feud, and it's like it's a team that you I guess you could believe more so than the other guys. Yeah, could do it. If not them, then you know Sanity would have been it, but Sanity's already out. So yeah, um, I think we're more than likely getting a Sanity and a New Day feud mm-hmm. continuing. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I, I really hope that like the bar cannon, if not the bar, will again do away with one of the tag titles. Yeah. Um. Man, it, it's really funny like looking at all of these, and like top to bottom, there are so many like much better feuds, like so many hotter feuds that you can actually get invested in on SmackDown than you can. SmackDown Raw. is yeah, SmackDown's just a much better show. <laughs> I can't remember the last time in like recent history that we've had this many like hot feuds. Not just like feuds that were okay, but like this many like hot feuds. Hmm. Yeah, good good question. Because um, up next we've got Samoa Joe and mm-hmm. you know Samoa Joe doing his promo, mm-hmm. which was you know short and sweet. And, I mean, a feud with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, that's better than anything they've got going on on Raw. Yeah. Um, I, re- I, I mean, I really like Joe. I mean, it's, I've never been, like, quiet about that. I'm excited that he's, like, getting a push. He's getting a, he's getting a title shot. He's getting, like, feuds that are actually good and worth watching for the most part, when he's not getting buried mm-hmm. by Roman on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting his opportunities, and I, I think it's, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. I guess continuing the run of Hot Feuds, the the whole Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura thing is fantastic, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially Orton being a heel again. I'm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sticking his finger in the ear hole of... Uh, Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Orton's doing his best work. 
He is. He really seems and, like re-energized. Uh, that's what I was going to say is you can definitely tell he's into what he's doing, uh, which is always beneficial for for his performances. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I guess that's going to be another triple threat. Yeah, but this one's actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. Yeah, it's it's a triple threat because it kind of has to be because I don't know. You either just pick one of Orton or Nakamura, or they're all in the match. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of been the the feud, whereas uh, some of the other triple threats just kind of became a triple threat out of necessity. This one week, this mm-hmm. has kind of been where the feud has been. So this one, this one makes sense. Yeah. Um. Up next, we had, like, really the only down part of this entire show, uh, Lana versus Zelina Vega. It was short enough. Yeah, but... why? Right, I would have rather had... I would have rather had an almost match here, and then do something backstage to continue the Rusev Day stuff. Yeah. But, oh well. Um... Then we got Daniel Bryan calling out the Miz, and mm-hmm. these guys cannot be in the same segment and have it fail. Right. So again, just continuing. Like, I mean, these are hot feuds. These aren't even like, oh, this is going to be a good match. Like, these are mm-hmm. great feuds. Yeah. Like, the builds have been, you know, kind of WWE slow. Mm-hmm. I guess they're not anything like you know Omega well, and Okada or anything like sometimes that. Sometimes they. They are either like drag their feet slow or like uh, like rapid speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you'll either lose interest or you won't have time to gain interest. Right. Yeah. Um. And yeah, again, this did not disappoint. No. Um. um I um. I think my favorite thing about this feud is with, you know, so much backstage stuff being known and even, you know, with wrestlers just having to have social medias and you see that even in the heat of their feud, like Braun Strowman and Roman are part of a group that are going on like sightseeing tours together. There's just so much of like kayfabe that has like faded. It's just, it's been dulled to, such an extent that when something like this comes around and it's like, do Miz and Daniel Bryan actually hate each other? Um, it's, it's a nice thing. Yeah. Even though on like Miz or Miz and Mrs. or whatever, Marcy and like Brie are like really good friends, apparently. Mm. So that kind of, kind of bringing it down there. Well, just, uh, don't watch that. Yeah. It's actually a funny show. I was watching it in the build-up to uh, SmackDown last night. Oh, yeah? Yep. Miz is a funny guy. Yeah, that's one thing. One other thing I had heard is that he's likable, which I don't know if that's the best thing for him, for his wrestling character. <laughs> but... <laughs> you don't really want to appear as human if you're a heel in the WWE. Yeah. Um. All right, to close out the show, we had Charlotte versus Carmella, which was... You know, better than a talking segment. Um, mm-hmm. If Charlotte wins, she's added to the match at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And 
again, it if nothing else, this just makes Lynch seem more like a placeholder than like a real threat to the title. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't think that Lynch can draw, because, again, she's, like, one of the most over, mm-hmm. you know, women in the, in all of WWE right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, again, I just feel like it cheapens it. I like, I, and I, it's nothing against Charlotte. It's just, mm-hmm. why couldn't they have a singles match? Right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I think Becky comes up fine, obviously, if she, like, wins Well, it all the depends match. on what they decide to do next. Right. Um, yeah. But um, I do do kind of feel like Charlotte, Becky, one way or another, like, friendly rivalry or uh, heel turn um, is is where they'll wind up with with Becky and Charlotte post SummerSlam. And it will be one of the featured matches on uh, Evolution. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we hadn't really talked about it yet, but how, what what are your thoughts on the Evolution pay-per-view? Um, I think as long as they don't get too far down the road of like patting themselves on the back and they've already know, done that which they they will uh you know the whole like anytime there's a big like uh announcement they have uh at least when it comes to women's wrestling they have stephanie command come out um which makes sense. She invented women's wrestling, but mm-hmm. it's you know, uh, I don't know. I I that has always like rubbed me the wrong way because it's just so like transparently this is the person we want people to to see uh, as the, like the pioneer of, of women's wrestling, which is. I don't know. I guess if, if she had actually been more of a wrestler, I don't know. Or right. wasn't currently like a character who was like the biggest heel in the company. Except for when they want like a PR story. You right. know, then she's suddenly, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's kind of been a problem they've had this whole time since she's like, I think her title is actually chief brand officer. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole time since she's been in that role where she does all the like PR appearances and she does stuff like this, but then whenever she's, you know, on TV in a feud, it's, she's like the wicked witch of the West, you know, it's, I don't know. It's like, have her be the, like the, the, the good person or, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like in the 90s, we didn't get Austin McMahon, and then McMahon would be, like, cutting the ribbon at, like, a children's hospital they just opened up, you right. know, or anything like that. It's uh, just, I don't know. Pick a thing and do it, but don't try to do both, because that devalues both. Right, and then you've got 
Triple H over there doing the same thing. Like, he's right. supposed to be this bad guy when he's on TV, unless mm-hmm. he's crying over the women's division and how proud he is. Right. Or, you know, taking mm-hmm. a picture backstage with one of the guys that he, like, brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> again, like... And I don't think, like, women's wrestling is a bad thing. Um, I, I, I've said that, like, I think that if you really wanted it to be taken seriously, they should get their own show, and I, I meant that. And that's not to say take them off of Raw completely, but why not give them an hour show every week, too? Mm-hmm. You've got enough talent that you can do it between, like, the three brands. Um, mm-hmm. You could cut Raw down to, you know, two hours and... Yeah, I was just going to say, how, what about, like, not necessarily their own show, but just like, hey, the middle hour of Raw or the third hour of Raw is, like, the women's hour. Right. Or something or like that. Or even the first hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... It almost seems like... It's not sexist, but it's, like, misogynistic to, like, give them their own pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Saying, "Oh well, we're doing this for you. Like, look what look what the WWE is doing." Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Like, it really feels like um, gender affirmative action. Mm-hmm. And like Triple H has refuted this, but like this is definitely to make up for the greatest Royal Rumble, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't feel like I'm way off base by this, and I'm not trying to take anything away. Like, again, like, I'm glad, like, it sounds like they're bringing a lot of talent back. They're going to get the NXT Mm -hmm. women up there, and, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just so much, like, great female talent around that it's just, I, I feel like this cheapens it a little bit. Right. Um, I mean, I think it'll be a, a good showcase of everything. I think my concern would be like, you have this, this whole card and let's say it goes, well, let's say this is the, the WWE card of the year. Then what? Next week, the, the next week you go right back to one feud per show right. on TV and it's like, well, well, what, what happened with all the other characters that were on that, that card? Like, I think they either have to be prepared to do something with their TV time that isn't just uh, whatever the championship feud is, plus a couple other, you know, I don't know. Like, I keep going back to when the brand split first happens, SmackDown, the, the, the shorter show, the time with the, the show with less time, mm-hmm. managed to find a way for three different feuds from that division to make it onto the show. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it thinned out the show at all. I don't feel like some people were passed over. Uh, it seemed like they were able to do their favorite thing. And that is to get everybody on the card, but it wasn't at the sacrifice of like log jamming any segments. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I I think it'll be a good card, um, and I think it'll go off well. I think there's enough talent that they have now that that certainly isn't an issue. It'll be a, a nice mix of, hopefully a nice blend of 
storytelling and nostalgia and um, actual good in-ring action. Yeah. Um, another thing that we haven't discussed yet is Tommaso Ciampa and his 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 things from last week. Did you get a chance to watch that? Oh yeah, once I, I mean, once it was revealed what happened, <laughs> you went back and watched it. I was like, yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, I'm. I, I was happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily happy that we've got a three-way match at, you know, Takeover because you know, triple threats, man. Yep. But although I will say it is a nice like, it's like you really couldn't do. You could, but, like, I don't know. Do you need to do Ciampa Gargano for, like, the third straight takeover or whatever? Yeah, but Aleister Black just, since he got the title, man, he's really been kind of Dean Ambrose. I know. that's He was, like, the uh, like the hottest thing. Who is the kiss of death, man? <laughs> I don't know. It, it It hasn't been good since he got the title. I like haven't been interested at all. It's probably. I mean, it's like I feel like this is a an NXT problem. Is they know how to get the guys to a level, but then they don't know how to like keep them there or keep them interesting once they get there. It seems like there's always interest in the chase to a championship, but along the lines if you're not continually like developing the character and like, like the reason that Ciampa and Gargano works is that that has been like a story building up to this point. Um, and now that it's like, you know, the, the title is, is in the picture. I don't know. Like black didn't have any, he didn't have any rivals. I mean, other than, than dream, maybe if, Maybe if he had won the belts and they elevated Dream up to that level. But it's really been his only, like, nemesis, even though he has had matches with, you know, with uh, Adam Cole and, and all all these things. It, it just seems like there's... Uh, he, like, he should have had more developed. Like, we still don't really know. There's not much, like, character speaking. No, to him, you he, know he's just not that interesting. Mm-hmm. He like that's the thing with like these indie guys is like if you're watching PWG, you don't need a backstory, you don't care. It's like oh, these guys have had matches like before, mm-hmm. but it's not like there's backstage segments. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's um, I don't know. It might just be culture shock too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just. Uh, I feel like they did a good job with Kevin Owens, but they had the whole Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he got like prematurely pulled up to the main roster. I think. Mm-hmm. Not that he did bad like once he got up there and established, but like it was a little rough like after that initial match, after that mm-hmm. initial feud with like Cena. It yeah. Kind of like uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Even like Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura and um, Finn Balor all seemed okay as champion. I thought. 
Uh, let's see. Nakamura was kind of lucky because he had Joe and Rude there. Yeah. Um. No, Rude was his best stuff with the company was was NXT. Well, yeah, but he hasn't been given anything since mm-hmm. he's moved up. Although, and then I guess Balor even benefited from um guys like having. I mean, his entire like NXT feud was he beat Owens, and then he had a rematch with Owens, and then he like worked with Joe for a year. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, they've they've been able to to do it before. It just always seems like okay, we got the belt on the guy. Now what? There never seems to be. There should always be a like logical, even if you still need to crown the next number one contender. It's always, it, there seems to be a lack of clear, logical and obvious, like this is the next guy. And sometimes you, you need that. Right. Well, they seem to have at least switched up the formula a little bit. Yeah. The, like, it's not exactly like, Oh, okay. Uh, title, title loss, promotion, title, title loss, promotion, you know, that mm-hmm. was getting a little like, okay, so <laughs> Alistair Black's going up next. That's what's happening. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any wrestling news that you'd like to discuss? Maybe a certain uh, bro who has been chosen? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he's on his way to NXT. How much do you think he racks up in fines his first year in with failed drug tests? Because I don't know if you're aware um, of this or not, but you don't get suspended for smoking pot. You get a $1,500 fine. Mm. Depends on how often they want to test him. <laughs> I mean, I think I know that there are there are guys backstage now that if they wanted to run a test on they would probably be popped for something and yet you know you know the different drug of sorts but i mean jinder mahal there's no way he pees clean right (laughs) right but he's also not like in the news every week for a failed drug test it's like they can kind of control this if they want it would probably be if, if he ever found himself in like the doghouse then it's like okay well you said something wrong backstage. We want to punish you, but it would be petty if we just punished you for like not shaking everybody's hand or something like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to decide now we're going to drug test you. So we have something like, you know, concrete to, to punish you over. I mean, that's like his whole gimmick though. <laughs> I know. Uh, they uh, also, at this point, if, I don't know. Like it's, it, it it should be known. Like they 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 either need to be fine with it or, you know, whatever. Is it is it bad that my bigger concern is whether or not they're going to allow him to continue wrestling barefoot? Hmm. They don't. They, let, they don't let Rusev anymore. I think that was a Rusev choice because he like broke his ankle. I think he decided I'd rather not break my ankle again. I thought they made him do it. I don't remember. I could swear that they like made him do it. Like 
Because he was complaining about it on Twitter afterwards. Oh. I could be wrong. I I guess I don't remember. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, and the Good Bros contracts are all coming up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But apparently New Japan wants Shinsuke Nakamura back. Yeah, I was going to say, that's uh, the likeliest one of the three. It really depends on... I don't think he's going... Right, I don't either. Uh, it depends on what makes Nakamura tick. It's mm-hmm. like, and I think both are completely justified, and I, you know, would support him in whatever decision he made. But like on one hand, it's it's like if you went back to New Japan, you would suddenly become like a star again, and you'd be a big deal. And if that's something that matters to you, it'd also be like a more comfortable situation for him. Like he'd go back home and be closer to friends and family and whatnot um versus you know if you have that like competitive itch then the wwe is where you'd want to be and i could imagine some guys um that not you know achieving the the top level here would kind of eat away at them and Mm. so I, i you know the way some guys are wired i think they would want to see that through to the bitter end so i Really depends on on, on uh, what makes Nakamura. He's one of the more interesting guys, I think, uh, as far as personalities go. So, well, he certainly I, has the the leverage in the situation too. Right. I I don't think he goes. I, I think he's he's the other category that uh, it would bother him to just slip back into like complacency. In New Japan and never have like won the top belt, right over here. Yeah, you can't see uh, Anderson and Gallows going back and actually like being able to do something. Honestly, uh, I feel like you know they're both Americans, and I don't know, like Anderson at least has like the family over here and they seem to be integrating well. I don't know. That's, uh, it's not like they, I'm, I'm sure they're still collecting a nice paycheck. And I think those are just guys who just love traveling and they like hanging out with the guys. And I don't know necessarily that it, it matters that they're, I mean, I'm sure it does, because if you had the choice of being on TV and in a feud or not, you would choose to be in a feud and on TV. But I think it's less important to guys like that. I don't know. I also don't know any of this. This is all speculation. That's fair. (laughs) Well, I I think most of what we talk about is speculation. I think it's safe to say um, I'll be careful out on this limb I'm about to go on. Um, AJ's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so either. At least I certainly hope not. Mm-hmm. Again, he could probably go anywhere he wanted to and name his price, but, mm-hmm. you know, having a family in the United States, mm-hmm. yeah, WWE seems like the place to be. Yeah. 
Um, and the latest rumor that's been circulating, The Rock wants a match at WrestleMania next year. Interesting. I've, like a, a proper, real, actual match? Or like a... I mean... Eight- I don't know. Makes fun of the Wyatts and has a five-second match. No, I think like an actual match. He wants to try to have an actual match, which is interesting because I don't know if he could handle having an actual match like with his current build. Mm Hmm. I mean, if if he got you know going um, at the right time, you know, I doubt the. Just seems like the way that he prefers to to fill his time, and that's like all but the two hours a day that he sleeps. <laughs> right. Um. I I doubt he would put so much on the shelf just for one like ten minute wrestling match. Right. But I don't know. I mean, it, it would be possible for him to get in. The last time we saw him, um, in the Cena feud, um, it, that was I believe during the like pain and gain days where he was like ridiculously oversized. He's at least not that big anymore. Um, no, but, but he's, I'm, he's still he's, stiff though. Yeah. Um, I don't know the right guy and the right, like I don't want him coming back and actually, you know what him and Elias, even though Elias would like lose the feud that I, I, I think I'd actually be okay with that. How about Batista? I don't want to see The Rock and Batista. Batista has actively been talking about how he wants to come back to WWE and wrestle again. I would like The Rock and Batista, but I don't want The Rock and Batista. I think we're Does get- that make sense? We're getting another Rock Hogan. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Hogan can do anything but like punch he could he could he might be able to like hold hook some cables onto that leg yeah i was like i don't even think he can get his leg up to do the boot what are you talking about he's all robotic now it's fine yeah he's more machine than man now Mm -hmm. um was there any other news that you'd like to discuss before we move on to merchandise i don't think so have you been to Pro Wrestling Tees here lately? Uh, yeah, I'm actually looking at the uh, the new Tomatonga shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, it who the looks, F is you? Yeah, it looks like it, it has a, like, quizzical look on uh, Tama's face and what seems to be maybe a screenshot of, like, uh, Twitter exchanges or something like that. Yeah, all the stuff from uh, Roman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could actually wear that shirt, I would buy it. But I could never mm-hmm. like bring myself to wear that shirt. Honestly, if they if they if they could, what they? Okay, so the issue with the shirt is that they wanted to like have their cake and eat it too in a way like they wanted to be edgy and have like an allusion to the F word on there. But what they should have done is just had one that actually said it mm-hmm. and then had one that was just completely like missing it. That said, who is, who is you? Right. You know, or something like that. So it's like, 
know, but it's like they they want they wanted a shirt that was like edgy but also that you could technically wear because there aren't any swears on it right because it's censored out and it's like and eh, you know what you should have just gone all in or like not kinda, tried yeah kinda like, like uh fall aided yes <laughs> <laughs> on both of his new shirts yeah um did you see the uh the hiroshi tanahashi guitar chords um yes <laughs> go ace um you know which one i really like that and then this might be like a reprint is the macho man retro one Mm-hmm. i really like that one um the marty and flip shirts are always funny yeah uh they've got rehire ellsworth mm-hmm. um zach saber's got a new one his i, I like his shirts they all mm-hmm. pretty much look the same, but yeah, it's got them in the hurrah. <laughs> I can't remember the whole thing. Yeah, uh, the nasty boys have been putting out a lot of merchandise this year. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Um, which is surprising because I didn't think they were even alive anymore. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's. You know what? I forgot. They're they're putting a lot of like guys from 205 on here too. I've noticed that they've been Gulaks and uh, yeah Gallagher and Alexander. Said, yeah. Um. Speaking of which, uh, the next uh, cruiserweight title match has been set. Have you heard this yet? I have not. It's a uh, Gulak and Cedric Alexander. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a feud I'm I'm excited about. I'm going to be taking in the 205s here coming up. Nice. Um, Flip Gordon's got the Cracker Barrel logo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been over to WWE lately? Yeah. You didn't see anything you liked over there? Um. Not even a certain uh, <clears throat> guy who's oozing with machismo? <sighs> I like that they have the. I like the retro shirts, and I like even the ones that never existed as retro shirts, but are just designed in today's time to look like retro shirts. Mm-hmm. That's an ugly shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like the Miz one either. I was like, oh, did I miss? Oh, it's like the shushing emoji. Yeah, the the new Strowman, which is weird mm-hmm. because he hasn't said I'm not finished with you. Has he said that? He might have said it to Owens once. Yeah. And the Finn Balor shirts I actually kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lucha House Party one, I don't mind. It, it's very, like, 90s in your house. Yeah, yeah, I like that it's the in your house logo. It makes me, the unfortunate thing is it doesn't make me want that shirt. It makes me want, a, like, an in your house shirt. Yeah. So it's that's like, fair. oh, yeah. I'm, I look at it, I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of disappointed that it isn't. Because that's what I thought it was at first. I was like, oh, what is this? Oh, Lucha House Party, okay. Yeah. I really like the Dude Love retro shirt. With the mankind mask on the end of the dagger going through the heart. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a solid shirt. And the barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to 
get that one next. <laughs> my, my, that'll, that might be one of my next orders. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed you my new shirt that I got, right? My uh, uh, Josh got it for me, and I super love it. I'm pretty sure it's a uh, Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to um, the San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he saw that, and I guess he thought of me. So it's pretty awesome. He said they had a prior engagement, so they weren't actually there. But, mm-hmm. you know, which is yeah. surprising because Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is they finally announced the uh, the collector's edition of WWE. Yeah, I saw that. There's and, some neat stuff in there. Yeah, and if for no other reason, I want it for the pop that came with it. Yeah. I don't actually... I'm not even that big of a Flair fan. It's just a cool... It, it's cool that it's like promo Flair. Right. It's like NWA, Four Horsemen, promo Flair. Yeah, I don't care about having a piece of his robe like on a plaque. I don't care about the super card crap that it's coming with. What about the what looks like a replica Hall of Fame ring? I is really... That that is? I hate that cheesy crap. <laughs> but... Though the unfortunate thing is it's probably going to be $40 for that thing alone, and that makes mm-hmm. up for the difference. In... Yeah. So eh, I haven't decided yet. I might still get the digital deluxe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's one of the two. All right. I mean, so, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, is there any chance that some of this stuff is resellable even for like $0.10 cents on the dollar? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If if I get the physical edition though, then you don't get it for free once you get your PlayStation. So you know, keep yeah. that in mind as well. That's fair. I've already got the physical edition of uh, Fire Pro coming, which I might end up switching out because the digital deluxe you get all the uh, the stuff that's coming out with it. They're adding a story uh, mode, okay. like a GM mode, like all that stuff. So I'm probably gonna end up switching it out. And paying like the additional like thirty bucks, yeah, because <clears throat> I want that. Mm-hmm. Um, any other merchandise that you'd like to talk about? Any news? Anything like that? Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, did you want to talk about uh, Volkov or Christopher at all? I mean, it, it was kind of an unfortunate day. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher is probably the one I have the most memory of. Like, yeah, honestly. Volkov, definitely. like, yes, I understand, like, he was great, but I wasn't there for that, and I don't want right. to be one of those people who's like, oh, my God, I was so affected by it. So I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Not that I was affected by the other two either, but, you right. know, it's unfortunate. Like, it sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Uh, I will say I'm I'm glad that... WWE a couple years ago they did the the too cool like they came back and they did some stuff on the main roster they had a spot in like NXT um so it's nice that they they did get the like the reunion and and stuff I do kind of wish that it seemed like there may have been uh, somewhat of a riff between Rikishi and them uh, because he didn't mention them at all in his <laughs> Hall of Fame speech, and they weren't ever a part of each other's uh, like nostalgia returns or cameos. Right. 
which was kind of unfortunate, but at least the like the two cool team had a, a couple nostalgia spots. Yeah, and Rikishi did did post some stuff online, so I'm I'm thinking like most of the things had been resolved, but I don't know. I, I mean, you don't know. Like they're you don't yeah indie wrestler like well once you get to like let or I guess like veteran retro whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you're doing, like you don't know how they're gonna interact with each other. You don't know yeah. like whose schedule is gonna be like what. Rikishi's part of a, you know, as so is Lawler, but like he's part of that family where, mm-hmm. you know, Rikishi by himself was fine. Like too cool wasn't exactly, you know. Mm-hmm. Rikishi by himself was fine, yes, but um, that that fellow I don't even know his real name, um, the Usos' dad had been like in and out of um different promotions he had been in and out of different characters like yeah he was like the the credible kind of breakout star from too cool but uh rikishi needed too cool just as much as they needed him at least in the start yeah I don't know. I felt like Rikishi got himself over before any of that happened just because he was a big guy who liked to rub his butt on people. And that's what people were into at the time. Right. But he had, I mean, it's, it's not as though he had been off touring the world and then came into WWF and hit the ground running. He was like in the company, just floating around from character to character, gimmick to gimmick. Yeah. And it's like if he himself was going to have been over it, feel like it would have happened like it it was it was a perfect fit it was mutually beneficial right i think yeah i guess you're right um but yeah just un- un- unfortunate you know yeah mm-hmm. especially um especially christopher yeah so um so you know, moving on from that um, to a lighter note, I guess. Uh, yeah, you have a card it... pack in mind you'd, yeah. like, you'd like <laughs> to open. Say... <laughs> Way to bring it like, down, Logan. Like, I feel like well, I feel like it was a notable thing to talk about. It was, in you're right. It's just kind it of maybe shouldn't have been the last thing. So I'm glad you had something prepared. <laughs> um, what do you? What do we have left? Uh, I think it was a. So last week a, we did attitude. It was an attitude one. Okay. So we've got WCW or WWF Classic. What are the quantities of each that you have? So not, they're not per pack, but how many of the packs do you have? Oh, um, I've got two Attitude Eras, mm-hmm. three Classic WWF, three mm-hmm. WCW. Okay. Um, let's go WCW again. WCW, you got it. Dun dun dun. We've got <clears throat> the fabulous Freebirds. Mm. These things are cropped so terribly. <laughs> You'll see it on this next one. Uh, Lex Luger. Hey. Half of his head's cut off because he's oh, jumping no. over. I think it's Ric Flair. Mm hmm. Oh, Jim Ross. Wow. Sting. Mm-hmm. Like classic. Uh, he's got the surfer, light surfer blue sting. and pink tights on. Nice. 
another fabulous Freebirds. Mm-hmm. Terry Taylor. Okay. Z-Man. I, okay. I don't know. Let's see. Tom Zink, a.k.a. Ah. Z-Man. His motto is stay single. Oh. Yep. Okay. That's that's his life. Uh, <laughs> another Lex Luger. Okay. The Steiner brothers with only Scott Steiner. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh, another Sting, this time wearing the pink and black with like the, the Hitman-esque uh, jacket on. Mm-hmm. Okay. A Ric Flair. He doesn't have a motto, apparently. He has a ah. home of Charlotte, North Carolina, even though he has admittedly lived in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And the Southern Boys, Steve Armstrong and Stacey, and Tracy Smothers, hmm. in another terrible crop. Cool. So, yeah, actually some decent ones. Yeah. I'm going to probably put one of the stings up, and I'm thinking probably the uh, the one with the jacket and the title, huh? Probably. That one sounds more promising. Yep. Um, yep, that's probably the one I'm doing. Cool. Do I, and then Flair probably. Definitely Z-Man. Do you have, <laughs> do you have enough now that, uh, your little display is, uh, is full? Uh, no. So I've actually got five more spots and I'm okay. probably going to put Flair up today. I'm going to put Sting up mm-hmm. today. I think it'd kind of be fun to have that thing be full and then as you open a pack see who you take out and replace oh that's not a bad idea right i got two lex lugers and i just really don't care about him at all now lex is a guy where unless it was just like a super cool card like if it was him in his like american flag jumpsuit or standing outside the lex express or like from 1999 and he's wearing some like fubu because he's part of the wolf pack and they're trying to be cool and hip right that's terrible. <laughs> Did you see my um, my Sting and Lex Luger pops that I got? Did I? I think I sent you a picture. I also got like the the Angry Beavers like flocked ones. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a a picture. Uh, I think I remember this. Um, it was a while back. It was when I just really got. You know, self-destructive and just got a whole bunch of wrestling stuff. I got all those zombie figures, too. Oh, yeah. There they are. Yeah, that's cool. It's uh, like Surfer Sting. And uh, I don't know if Lex Luger at that time had a defining. It's just Lex Luger from that time. It's just Lex Luger. Yeah. It's a cool New Day hat. Did Lex Luger ever have a defining anything? Yeah, the New Day Uh... hat I loved, and it was only like three bucks. Yeah, so, I mean, what I mean is that you can, like, different points of his career you could talk about without just having to say, like, oh, yeah, Luger in 92 or whatever. Like, you could say Lex Express and people would know. The Egomaniac. Right, yeah. I don't don't even know which Lex Luger was the Egomaniac. I don't know. I think the only, really the only, like, era he had that was, was probably the Lex Express right after like Hogan left the company and they did the stuff with him and Yoko and um it wound up not working because the the company went and pushed Brett instead and it was 
That's wow. probably the, the right decision. I wonder why that was. <laughs> because Lex Luger was a complete bust on all fronts, other than being Sting's tag team partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, who's your favorite wrestler this week? My favorite wrestler is the returning to TV and having a quality match and the soon-to-be, hopefully, uh, tag team champions of the blue brand, The Bar. It was, uh, it was nice to see The Bar, and I kind of forget uh, how much I like Cesaro and sometimes wish he hadn't been kind of consumed in tag wrestling for the last four years now I, mean, I think he had like a short little singles run a couple years ago but it seems like he's been the like Tyson Kidd tag team and like then the bar stuff has been most of the last four years and it's been good it, it just I don't know like I don't know like uh, put him in a singles match every now and then and let him go that's fair yeah I I I see what you mean, but he really seems to have like found his spot as like a, a complimentary player. Oh yeah, no, I think his his best hope for like uh, accolades and accomplishments is within a, a tag team. The accolade. Um, yeah. The, the accolade. Put him with Rusev. Yeah, well, I mean, if if he loses another tag team partner to neck injury, then mm-hmm. which you know seems to be the case. Sounds like it might happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, just every now and then, like, don't forget that he's maybe, uh, you could make the case that he's the most capable, like, singles guy that they have, uh, just cause he can work a variety of styles. Just, I don't know. Just every now and then. Just like, even if it's just within the, like, scope of the, the feud that they're in, like, would you be upset if they won the tournament and sometime between now and SummerSlam we got, like, a, a solid little like 15 minute match with him and Harper on SmackDown. No, I think that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. I'm a huge fan of both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, a moderate fan, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I mean, I, I very much appreciate that. I, I like Harper a lot. I like Cesaro mm-hmm. a lot. I don't have posters of either of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, no. I, I I totally see what you mean. I I would very much enjoy like watching a match between the the two guys like as like mm-hmm. filler. Definitely, mm-hmm. as long as like Rowan wasn't part of anything, he can have the the, the big one. Yeah. <laughs> the the battle <laughs> of the redheads. Mm-hmm. Um. So this week I picked Randy Orton. Yeah, it's a good one. It's kind of based off of last week as well, but yeah. it's fair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Randy Orton heel again. You know the way God intended it. Mm-hmm. Ripping people's ears off and throwing them over tables, and you know just absolutely brutal-looking attacks on Hardy like the last couple of weeks too. Mm-hmm. For a guy who's injured, man, they're really just not taking it easy on him at all. Right. Um, so yeah, yep, Randy Orton's my guy. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to close with and try not to make it depressing? Um, no, I won't talk about anybody else who's dead. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) All right. 
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Head over to the website at browrestlingshow.wordpress.com or check us out on iTunes, rate, subscribe, review, whatever you want to do. Um, also on our website, we've got links to past episodes, uh, email, Twitter, all that stuff. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.